everyone, it's Cassie with The Happy Thinker here, and this is episode number five. Hi, my friends. I'm so happy to be here on The Happy Thinker. Today's episode, I'm going to title Let It Go. So I personally have experienced lots of stress Um, In the past year, I'm sure everybody has with everything going on in the world. It is a very stressful time for most people. If you got to check out last season's episodes, you can look at anticipatory stress episode. That one's a good one about stress. But today I'm going to talk about different methods to cope with stress. Also, I'm going to talk more about unresolved emotions. My last episode talked about EBT, which is a method in um, therapy and psychology about how to process through unprocessed emotions. Many times the things that stress us are not the actual things that are going on in our daily lives, but instead the stresses we already have on us compounded with the things we are challenged with daily. So letting go unprocessed emotions is a good way to take down the stress level. So how stressed are you feeling right now? I want you to really think about this question. Take a minute, stop whatever you're doing, focus on the feelings in your body. Is there tension in any area? In your fingertips, in your feet, in your joints? in your shoulders, in your head, in your neck, in the positioning of your back, in your core. Is there any kind of feeling that is tense, stressed, not quite 100%? That means that you're holding some unprocessed emotions or some stressful events within your own body that does not sound good and that definitely does not sound like letting it go. So how do we let go of this? It's normal for every human to come across stress both daily and throughout their entire life. That's never going to stop as long as we live in the world that we live in and that's okay but dealing with stress is your number one tool to be able to navigate with a clear mind and be able to make sound decisions. Because when you're stressed, you tend to be focusing on those things that are stressing you, or you may be focusing on your feelings, which aren't gonna be good if you're feeling stressed. So if we're humans, and we're gonna run into this all the time, we need to learn better tactics on how to let go of stress hidden in the body and stress that's accumulated and kept kind of close to our heart, where it doesn't need to be other things need to be close to your heart. So these are the techniques I'm going to talk about today. I have quite a few of them. Some of them I can tell you I've had great benefit from. Other ones I need a little practice, but they are very useful. You guys ready? Let's go. Okay, so let's talk about how stress is affecting you. A little bit of stress is a good thing. In fact, it's very important for your brain to have stress because it creates the ability to overcome any kind of obstacle because your brain learns from the challenge. When your brain is under stress, it produces something called cortisol. Cortisol 
we'll call it the take action chemical, is the chemical that jumps your brain into your response reaction. So, for instance, if you were put in the situation where a tiger was about to attack you, cortisol would hit your brain and your brain would instantly say, okay, respond. It wouldn't necessarily trigger fear unless your brain has been under this response for a very long time. And that's where I jump into my next problem about stress. So chronic stress. If your brain has a little bit of stress once in a while where it has it solved problems, that's good. It creates new neural connections that make you smarter. If your brain is under chronic stress, meaning stress all the time, and the brain is constantly getting cortisol, the brain itself can be changed by stress. This is a very scary thing, but don't be too scared because there are ways to reverse it. But if you've been under chronic stress, you might start feeling things like loss of memory. It's a lot harder for you to learn a new skill. You can't seem to focus, very anxious racing thoughts. These kinds of things on a calm and regular basis means you're probably under too much stress. Chronic stress can literally change the brain in ways that are a little scary, but let's talk about that for a minute. When cortisol is released over and over and over again, hormones to take action, like we talked about before, happen. In the right environment, it is a good thing. But when cortisol is released over this long period, it creates more activity in two areas of the brain. The first area is the brain that has the fear receptors. Like we talked about before with the scenario of the tiger or the lion, if cortisol was released, and fear triggered. That means that you've been in this situation before and you know to be afraid of it, which is okay, but under chronic stress, you start to be afraid of many things, lots and lots of things, because you're under a lot of stress. So you might be fearing that things won't work out as much, that you can't take that chance, that you start to get pessimistic and fear becomes the way that you interact with the world because the part of the brain that controls and dictates fear is constantly being fed by that cortisol. And unfortunately, that also affects another part of the brain, the part of the brain in which learning, um, focus, memory, and the storing of good memories, as well as HPA. This area of the brain, what HPA is, is the little enzymes that stick to cortisol that kind of tame it down a little and help you cope with it. So those are being produced less when you're experiencing cortisol more often. You know the the slogan, if you don't use it, you lose it. So if you're not using the techniques in order to produce HPA, which is the little enzymes that help you control stress, then when you're experiencing more and more consistent cortisol, which is chronic stress, and the cortisol is constantly hitting the brain, you'll be able to cope with it less. So literally it's affecting, you're having higher levels of fear, You are having lower levels of concentration, the inability to learn, 
problems with remembering things and problems with learning to cope with stress. So you're literally decreasing your chance of ever being able to cope with it in the first place by constantly subjecting your mind to stress consistently. It's like you don't give your mind and your brain a break long enough to learn to adapt to the stress. So as you can see, stress can literally impact your brain. In fact, it can impact your brain all the way to a DNA type level. So there is something that happens to our brains when chemicals are released on a consistent basis. It learns to adapt to that as if that's just the way the body is supposed to function. So under a long duress period of stress, your body eventually becomes accustomed to this and so does your brain. And so it says this is the way we're, this is the way the body functions and any behaviors, learning, or fear that you collected in that time period sticks around. This is why trauma happens. Trauma happens to the brain over a long period of duress stress. So what are ways we can fix this, that we can let it go, not keep it in our bodies and not keep it in our minds and keep us from producing that PHA that in fact helps us control stress. So two things that increase PHA, sorry, HPA are exercise, meditation, and awareness practices. So meditation and awareness practices are very similar in the same vein, so you can count them as one. But these two things, by increasing those in your life by themselves, can help you produce more of the ability to cope with stress. So that's helpful to know. But what about stress itself? When we're already experiencing it through our daily lives, how do we cope with that? What are ways that we can become better at understanding how stress affects us and what methods we can take to control and feel better when stress is hitting our daily lives? Like I said before, we're human and stress is always going to be there. So how do we cope with that? Okay, I'm going to start with a couple different techniques and you can use whatever of these on this list that work for you. You can try out a couple and see what happens. I'm going to kind of cover a couple different places where stress hides the most. So there are three places in which stress likes to hide. There's situational stress caused by situations we encounter in our environment. There's relational stress, which is caused by relationships very common in us as social creatures. Relationships are good for us and actually can cause a lot more good chemicals to happen, but stress can be involved as well. And then there's emotional stress, where the body is experiencing increased emotions around situations which are causing even more stress than the situation itself. So I'm going to tackle each individual place where stress hides, and we will start with situational stress. If you find yourself in a situation that's stressful, how do you in fact cope with it? I would say the number one tactic I would want you to take in the way of handling stress is reminding yourself that you have three options in any situation. Option number one, remove yourself from the situation itself. Option number two, change the situation 
or option number three, accept the situation. There is no other option. So by leaving it in your mind to stress over, if you haven't chosen one of these options, you're literally subjecting your brain to stress for no reason because you're denying the ability to choose one of these options. You either leave the situation, if you can't leave the situation, then you change it or you accept it. Whichever one is the healthiest option is of course the one you should go with, but these are the things to remind yourself. So when you're in a situation that seems extremely stressful and you're constantly going over it and over and over it in your mind, if you can just hold on to the phrase, I have three options, and you give yourself those options and you pick one that seems the healthiest at the time to pick, and then you have a way, a game plan for your mind to work with so that you don't just continue to hold on to your stress. It helps you let it go. If you choose the opportunity to accept what's going on, then you literally have to make peace with it. You can't just continue to say, oh, I accept it, but then hold on to it and keep going over it. You have to make peace with it. If it's not something you feel like you can make peace with, do you have the ability or capability to change it? Or do you know who does? Seek out people that can help you change the situation. If you can't change the situation and you can't accept it as it is or it isn't healthy to accept it, then removing yourself from the situation, I would say is the last resort, but it is sometimes the best one depending on what it is. Make sure when you're taking this approach of accepting that there are three options for you, that you think about not only your own feelings, but what is genuinely best for all parties in the situation. If the situation only affects you, then it makes it easy for you to be able to choose which one works best for you. If it affects others, take that into consideration. Okay, the next one is relational stress. There are other things you can do in situational sweat stress and relational stress, but these three options are also something to think about. When it comes to relationships, sometimes we have relationships with people that that's a connection that may not ever go away. So you never get to choose who you're born to or who your siblings are necessarily, but sometimes you still have to interact with them. It's important to have good relationships because this can uh, foster a healthy lifestyle, a healthy sense of self, and a healthy and support system around you. All three of those are needed to function in the world successfully and happily. We always want to create harmony in our relationships, and sometimes we must take ourselves out of a relationship to create that harmony. But maybe that not be your first choice unless it's an unhealthy relationship, meaning very, very, very toxic or abusive. You definitely don't want to stay in that kind of situation, nor do I ever condone doing that. Relationships, though, when you have relational stress, there are a couple things to keep in mind. If it's stress over losing a relationship, you need to keep in mind that if you did everything on your part and you're still stressing over it even after the relationship has ended, if it's a romantic relationship, ask yourself what good did you experience from it. Remember both the good and the bad of that relationship can really take away the stress of loss in a relationship. Unromanticizing that relationship can also help it. So instead of taking away, take away that um, the the ride or die feeling, 
and simply focus on what was true about the relationship and what wasn't. Because sometimes we can paint a picture in our mind about a relationship only to find out we were probably romanticizing it. Like it was more about the what we wanted to feel versus what was actually happening. Now, if you're in a relationship where it's a very healthy and good relationship, romanticizing it can continue to create that magic and it's a good thing to do. But when the relationship ends, or if it's unhealthy, it's good to take that unromantic, the romanticized part of it out so that you can look at it objectively. You have to use good judgment and sometimes you might need a friend to come along to help you do that, but it can genuinely take away the stress of a loss of relationship if you look at facts versus feelings. Sit down and write out, these are the facts of the situation and if there's anything that's a feeling, you put it on the other side. And you can kind of see the truth of a relationship and that can take away the stress of losing it. Take time to enjoy the present is another way to really decrease stress in a relationship. Sometimes we focus a lot on past and a lot on present, but we don't take enough time to be very, very intentional about what we're feeling in the present moment. Being able to enjoy um, activities with the people that you're with in your relationships is important. If you're focusing on the past or the future, it's very hard to do that. It's good to set goals for the future and it's good to learn from your past, but make sure you're enjoying the present moment to take away some unnecessary stress. The next one is replace emotional thoughts with facts. So if you're having even a good relationship sometimes we respond automatically to our emotions instead of thinking about what is an actual fact like for instance if you have a very good friend who has all good intentions for you and they do something that hurts your feelings they may not have intended at all to hurt your feelings but your emotions got involved if you automatically you tell yourself this person has good intentions for me and always have, and they've always had a good record of that, then you can start to think about what are the facts of the situation and maybe you can take away that stress from it. Many times communication is the number one reason that we have stress in our relationships. Better communication tools are the best way to do that. Another one is learning to take responsibility for what is yours and dropping responsibility for what isn't yours. Relational stress is very easy to take up responsibility for others that don't belong to us. Make sure you're not being codependent with someone or you're letting someone kind of feed off of your energy and taking responsibility for things that don't belong to you but instead should belong to them you're not helping that person nor are you helping yourself if you're constantly taking responsibility for what is theirs so make sure you take this key component and really think about your relationships in terms of what should they be responsible for what is theirs and what is yours this means in parent um, parent child relationships sibling relationships um, romantic relationships and even in just friend relationships make sure you're not taking credit for things that don't belong to you and make sure you're not picking up things that don't belong to you as responsibilities that you hold yourself accountable for but maybe shouldn't this can take stress away and reduce stress dramatically the next thing we're going to talk about is emotional stress we were just talking about this a few moments ago with relational stress but emotional stress 
mainly has to do with unresolved stress. We hold this a lot in our bodies. A lot of times our emotions are connected to the way we feel physically. If you're feeling stress emotionally, you can close your eyes and think about the emotion and then pay attention to where you feel it in your body. That's where you're holding it. And that can be a good reminder if you're having unresolved emotions and can't quite catch it. Think about where you're hurting in the body and you can probably know what emotion that is that's being held there in the body. With emotional stress, the number one technique to genuinely deal with emotional stress is the least likely one you'll want to choose on this list, but it's feeling it all the way through. And what I mean by this is giving yourself permission to feel the emotion. Many times we resist our emotions to a point that it is just unpleasant. We're feeling the emotion and the resistance of the emotion. By letting our body feel the emotion all the way through and fully, and then as soon as we're feeling like we felt it all the way through, there's a sense of I can take a breath and you can release it. So when emotional stress happens, being able to feel it all the way through and not resist it can decrease the stress involved in our own emotions. Another technique, if that's something that doesn't work for you, is giving a rant window. If you're feeling angry, sad, depressed, or down, give your friend a window of time that you're allowed to rant to them, and then after that, work more towards thinking of solutions rather than just thinking about the problem and the feeling surrounding surrounding the problem. Another thing to remember when we're talking about emotional stress is many times when we keep this in the body, we can work on that place in the body by meditation and breathing, being very aware of where we're holding the pain in our body when we're feeling the emotion. When we feel the tension or pain in our body, try a meditation technique and focus on that part of the body to release it through breathing. There's many different techniques that you can use in breathing and many different meditations. Finding one that works for you may be a little bit of a process, but it's important to try a couple and find out which one works the best. Ujjayi breathing is a technique that I highly advise you look up. I'm not going to explain exactly how it works, but it's a fairly simple technique. And this technique is very, very helpful for me personally when it comes to stress. Taking literally just a minute to pay attention to my own breathing and where I'm holding that that emotion in the body is very helpful on processing the emotion itself and releasing the stress surrounding it. When you're able to do this, that cortisol that hits the brain is lessened because you're taking the time to breathe. Like I said before, the two things that really help produce the HPA, which is the little receptors that connect to cortisol and help you tolerate stress, is meditation and awareness techniques because it deals with your breathing and exercise and the only reason exercise is the one is because you have to learn to breathe better and more clearly and deeper when you're exercising so technically it comes down to breathing if you're bad at meditating learn to go exercise take a run take a walk when you're experiencing an emotion this can give you the moment to pay attention to your breathing and the motion and actions that you're doing this can help dramatically reduce your stress 
Another thing that you really want to think about with your emotions, if you're still having trouble, no matter if you're working on meditation, if you're trying to feel the emotion all the way through, or give yourself time to rant to a friend about it, is learning to throw it away and let it go methodically. Write it down on a piece of paper and then toss it in the trash can and don't think about it again. Write it down on a piece of paper and light it on fire if you're feeling angry, as long as that's a safe environment to do so and you're not you're not gonna light anything else on fire. There's nothing wrong with doing this methodically. It can actually make you feel much better. And just physically seeing it on a piece of paper can help you process the emotion itself because you're giving it a name. You're saying this is what it is and this is what I don't want anymore and throwing it away. So make sure you do this in a safe environment. If you're in a house, please, please, please don't do it in the house unless it's in your fireplace. So throwing it away methodically is a good technique to use if it's emotional stress. Another one that you can really use is make a list of root cause and then make a list of actions. Here's the root cause. I'm seeing that I'm stressing out emotionally because, and then you give a root cause, and then you give yourself an action. Write it down on a piece of paper. What's an action I could take for this root cause? And go back to that reminding yourself you have three options. You can either remove yourself, change it, or accept it. So go back to that one. Find yourself an action that's either removing, changing, or accepting. Making a list of root causes and actions, then you can work through each individual one. Try it, see if it works out. If it doesn't work out, laugh it off and try something else. This kind of replacement of thought is a quick way that you can retrain your brain to no longer release cortisol for stress, but instead find solutions. Feeding that section of the brain that is learning, focus, memory, and good memory instead of inhibiting it by constantly subjecting it to the cortisol which causes stress so if all of these tips seem like something that you can do my suggestion is run through them see how it works for you and really pay attention to what works for your body and what doesn't just remember that causes of stress can vary but the way you handle them there are many techniques available to you pay attention to the way you breathe and the way you treat your body these things alone can reduce the stress. Pay attention to what kind of stress it is. Is it emotional, situational, or relational? And how can you make decisions on your own to either change it, remove yourself from it, or accept the situation? Okay, guys, I hope this has been helpful to you. Any of these tips have been helpful to me in the past, and it's important to try all of them until you find one that works for you so that your brain can work optimally and you can have the happiest, healthiest life possible. If you liked my content today, please share it with a friend and go see my website at happythinkerlifecoach.com. Type it into the search bar is the best way to find me. Okay guys, I'll talk to you soon.